Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. Welcome, everyone, to the 360th episode of the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. We're almost five, five away. A little over a month away from an episode a day for an entire year. Ain't that something? Crazy. Yeah. it's What's crazy is we're we're getting to a point where 360 episodes in, I cannot essentially not really look back, but compare briefly what we were talking about in the very beginning uh, with all these like dates and stuff like that. And I can say in, in episode 360, I can tell you the updates to the wedding planning that I'm doing. Ain't that something? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, we have the venue, um, which secured the date, uh, which is January 14th, 2023, Martin Luther King weekend. Um, and then what we just did recently was we have secured a photographer and we also secured our DJ. And so oh, nice. fr- from the like triumvirate of like the three most important um vendors we'll say uh we we now have them all under contract and and for that date and we're really happy with their portfolio their vibe like we spoke to both of them separately and i think one of the things that you know obviously you have a a vision in mind for who you you know want to work with from a photographer standpoint um, you take a look at people's books and if they gel with, you know, if their like visual product matches sort of what you're looking for. Um, and so it was nice to be able to narrow it down in that regard. But knowing that you're going to potentially do an engagement shoot, you're going to be working with them on the day of the wedding. You want someone that you can like vibe with, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. Someone, someone that's like, let's just make this fun. Let's not make it seem like, you know, we're paparazzi or it's something that's like not going to be a, a fun and enjoyable experience for everybody. So um, when the photographer met with us on Google Meet, uh, the vibe was there, like showed up in a hoodie. We were dressed in a hoodie, like essentially just like loungewear or athleisure. And I'm like, yeah, all right, cool. Like this is this is the vibe. And the, the way he spoke and like the stuff that him and his fiance are into um and uh the lifestyle they're living matched the lifestyle with what you know we're we're living and and so it just felt like a really nice match person it felt like someone that was really easy to talk to understood what we were trying to accomplish and felt like they were going to be an incredible sort of partner to to work through all this and um and so in that regard it was uh, it was nice to lock that down and then shortly afterward um we uh, we locked down the DJ. Now the DJ is someone that we're we have attended a wedding before where that uh, DJ had worked oh, that's at dope. our friends. Yeah, it was a friend's wedding, and we're like, oh, this is nothing but bangers, you know. Yeah. And then when we found out when we spoke to him, they're like, oh, you know, our friend didn't really give him a lot of direction. He was like, hey, we're just looking for everyone to have like a, a night out at the club, do what you got to do. And then knowing that he had very little direction and he put on a set list the way that he did, we were like, oh my gosh, we remember having a lot of fun at this wedding. So why don't we uh, sort of lean on that? And it was it was awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
That's pretty so, smart too. That that, yeah. that approach. Yeah, and when we spoke with him on the phone, the vibe was real. Uh, we were talking about like what kind of music we like. It was you know felt like he he could certainly handle the uh, the styles that we want. And he said, you know what, at a certain point, shoot me over a playlist of the songs you like, and then uh, it'll give us a sense to figure out you know what we're what we're feeling. And he. From a from a music strategy standpoint, that curation of that playlist, he was like, you know, are you do you want to have the energy at a hundred all night, or do you want to like slowly ramp it up during cocktail hour, and then you know when it's uh, when people are eating for the parents, you play a little bit of like the, those oldies, so it feels like they got some as well, uh, or do you want to just like ramp up from zero to hundred? <laughs> and so he just gave us, you know, he gave us just a lot of good things to think about in terms of like how, because you want to be able to play stuff for like everybody to a degree. Um, yeah. Because not everyone's out here, you know, going to be headbanging to the latest hip hop that, that, that we may like. Um, and, and so you want to be a little bit more welcoming to, to sort of the entire demo uh, of, of the room. And so it, it was... He's been he's been great to work with, and everyone's super flexible, and and so it's been nice to lock down those three things. I think right now what I'm trying to do is lock down um, the hotel situation, getting the room blocks going, getting okay. the uh, the transportation going, and then the and then the uh, the breakfast uh, the day after, and then so um, just uh, just plodding along. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. That's good. That's it's really good progress. Um, I, th- I think things in New York City are just way different than <laughs> most other places because uh, I feel like you have to do these things so far in advance. It's a bit nuts. Whereas like when Lena and I were, we, we, we had like certain, certain things that needed to be like nailed down, you know, super early on, right? Like the venue, for instance, right? Right. But things like the photographer and the, um, the DJ and such, like those things were a bit more flexible. Um, you know, we, we mm. didn't have to, it wasn't like, oh, the week before or anything like that, but it was not a year in advance, you know? Yeah. Well, the other thing is you guys got married before the pandemic. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so the pandemic <laughs> has essentially crunched to the industry where everyone's working overtime and good for them because at the beginning of the pandemic, like there was no business. Uh, but now you've yeah. got weddings from 2020, 2021, 2022, like everyone's. It's essentially there's a bottleneck in the pipes, and we're trying to like gr- not grind, but like trying to push as many of these weddings through. Uh, and they're saying that it's going to be like this for the next like two to three years, as yeah. uh, as people keep having to push it out. People who should have gotten married who still haven't gotten married. It's right. like a, essentially the backlog is building at a pace that's just never happened before. Um, yeah, and so that's another reason we're like we wanted to do this early because we wanted our pick. We didn't want it to be like a pick of what's left. A hundred percent, right? And so that—that's sort of the reason why we're doing it. It's kind of interesting. The, um, you know, the these like supply chain issues and such that we see for a lot of goods, and seeing that, mm-hmm. seeing that uh, affecting someone looking for effectively services, and like you know, right. obviously, thing you know, like the contractor issues and whatever other things that I've been dealing with. Yeah, that's that's I guess certainly one aspect of it. That's that's different. That's yeah, obviously a service, but. I guess I just didn't think about it from the from the perspective of like wedding plannings or just even events in general, right? Yeah, people proposed in in 2019 and thought that they'd be able to get married in 2020 and it couldn't. 
pushed it back, kept pushing it back, kept pushing it back. There are people who I'm sure there are people who've been who've been engaged now for for about three years who still haven't gotten married. So yeah, it makes sense. But damn, it's it's still it's still crazy out there. I know. I know. And so it's uh it's been nice. It's been a little stressful of like uh when you like think about it, you gotta get into the weeds and you're actually just trying to get this stuff done it um it's just it can be it can feel overwhelming and i'm sure you you've gone through it in your own experience of planning something with a hurricane bending down on you um so so you get it you get it but uh it's it's now my turn to sort of go through it right now yeah yeah for sure yeah so yeah yeah so that's really uh a lot of the stuff that we've been dealing with recently um what else can I tell you about it? Um, Carolyn's starting to get her uh, her wedding dress like uh, appointments set. Now, and are you going to be doing this like the traditional style where you're not going to be aware of, you know, like you're not going to see the, the dress until, you know, she's walking down the aisle, I'm assuming? Yeah, I think so. Okay. All right. And then uh, I'm going to get a tux made. But I can wait a few months before we kick that uh, that process off. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. Um, did you want to update the people on um, the the co op that you you were in a? Oh, you, you yeah, because I know the oh, resolution, yeah. but I don't know. Yeah, if you want to talk about it. Yeah. So we um, the resolution of that is when the last time we spoke about it. It was all all parties had to provide their uh, like best and final offer, which is essentially like if you think of it as a blind auction where you don't know what anyone else is given. You uh, you essentially just write down your bid on a piece of paper and you slide it over and you just hope that when it goes into the fishbowl and they go and look at all of them, uh, they're like, you know what, we're gonna want yours. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, they did not want ours. Uh, so what happened was, uh, right at the last minute, um, and I think we were jockeying for positions. So if you think of like five race cars, we were probably in first or you know, tied for first, I'll say, going to the next, the last final turns. And, and classic Sandy, uh, who, who takes uh, the curb too early, like those Mount Chiliad races that you and I used to do in GTA Five. Yeah. Um, where it felt like I used to be pretty good about like getting out in front of you, but I just think I'm, I'm really bad at racing in, in, in first place, <laughs> which is not really a humble brag because I think you win more races than I do. Um, no, racing from first place is tough, especially when you don't know the tr- like when it's difficult when you're like relying on GPS type of deal, right? Like you're looking at yeah. the map, you're looking at the map, you're trying to like determine where to turn, and if person in second place is not super far behind you have the luxury of being able to witness what the person in front of you is doing and Mm -hmm. stop yourself from making that mistake right because it could i i yeah it's not it's not a factor if you're like a professional race car driver who's driving around the same tracks all the time right or if you're a nascar driver going in a you know a circle but yeah not now that's very much not the case for uh for our match Chiliad races yeah, and so we were, you know, waiting and waiting and waiting all day Saturday. We didn't hear anything. Apparently, when the seller's agent took all the offers, the uh, the clients or the sellers 
they were like, we want to sit on it. We want to think about it. And we found out, I think on like, not even Sunday, it might have been like Monday or something where they finally got back to us. Hey, listen, this is what happened. The all cash offer that we were competing against neck and neck essentially added like way more money over (laughs) us. Like they really wanted the place. They really wanted the place. And so that happened. And the uh, the thing was because he he's not a W two uh, employee, so when, when I say W two, I mean like your your tax status, right? Yep. You're not working full time for uh, for a company. Uh, apparently, he was an independent contractor, and uh, when he, when they said that he was an independent contractor, that made the board nervous because it's like, well, how consistent is your cash flow? Um, but what they ended up doing was they had a board member, um, one of the co-op board members, not the entire board, but just one of them, take a quick look at his financials and determine if he was going to pass their uh, review. And apparently he was going to. So right now we have lost. However, we are still like first alternate. So in case this deal falls through for any reason, yeah. They still have our bid from before. And uh, and so we're, we're essentially still tied to that. Now, when I say tied to it, I don't mean that we have to go with it. You know, um, It's just that it would still be like, hey, that other deal fell through. Are you still interested at this price? And there's really no negotiation, but you can sort of say, you know what? We're already in contract somewhere else. We don't want it. Or we don't want it for any other reason. Or we do want it. For, uh, we just can't renegotiate at that point. Um, I see. I am confident in our ability to pass the review board process. We are both W two employees. Our uh, our uh, income continues to move up and to the right, and we are very sort of consistent in terms of the income that we make. So that's something that for the co op board can be really bankable. And apparently, the seller's agent was really rooting for us because I think we just look really good on paper. Um, I see. And so. We didn't. We didn't get the first one. You know, going one for one would have been uh, crazy in this market. Um, but I think we learned a lot of lessons in all this. Just like what questions to ask, how to like what to expect in certain scenarios, and and so all of that has been fantastic uh, from that perspective. Um, and and so we're just waiting now. Uh, right now, uh, as we record, it's the end of February, or maybe two weeks before the end of February. Um, in New York City, specifically the co-op real estate market, I'd say, and maybe the general real estate market in the city, but uh, in the springtime, a lot of inventory comes because nobody wants to sell their place in the middle of the winter. Um, and so <laughs> yeah. the large, like a large portion of properties are going to be listed in the spring. Now, that also just means there's a lot more, um, there's a lot more competition, but we have spent the winter essentially getting all of our ducks in a row and so we're just sitting and waiting ready to pounce and hopefully that just means that we're in a very good position to put offers down really quickly absolutely Um, get all you know we've done essentially the math to be like this is you know we'll we'll learn to ask questions like what do we think this will appraise for and what are the contingencies that they're you know so it's like we're essentially we we did a dry run and now we're uh it's on to just like getting back on the horse you know yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and I know, I know we talked about this before, but given that you've seen like 20 plus places now, 
you have a really strong idea of what you want. So it'll be fairly, it, you're going to be a lot more selective when looking at listings and to be able to determine, hey, do we even want to spend the half hour to an hour seeing this place? Or are we going to, you know, like, you know, the, 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 you, a lot of times early on, you look at a place, you're like, yeah, I don't really know if this is going to be it, but hey, you never know, right? It might be a diamond in the rough. You go check it out and maybe you end up liking it a lot more than you, than you thought. And you go and it turns out, no, it was not a diamond in the rough. It, it was just, uh, it was a no, right? You're not going to waste your time doing that in the future. And you'll be a lot more selective. But like you said, you also know a lot, know a lot more questions to ask. And the process will be a lot more streamlined than than it was early on. So you're right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's just a lot of learnings, and, and hopefully, you know, everything happens for a reason. And right now, we really want that place. Uh, so I think part of me is still hoping, and like fingers crossed, that that deal falls through. But yeah. it's also just like onward and upward. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, so so that's really that. Um, what else can I tell you that's been sort of interesting on my end? Um, oh, here's something interesting. I have to go to the dentist tomorrow because I have to get a filling redone. Mm. Um, so last time I went to, well, maybe like two, uh, a year ago when I went to the dentist, uh, it had been the first time I had gone to the dentist like in COVID, right? So it was like maybe a year or so yeah. or whatever. And they were like, uh, dude, you have cavities. And I go, I got, I got cavities. Oh. Goes, yeah, you got some cavities, and, and, and the cavities look like they're really, really, really close to the root. So you may need a root canal. Um, I was like, ah, oh, that sounds painful. He goes, yeah. it's not as painful as it was, but it's painful. I go, okay, well, he's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and thankfully, when they got in there and they like, dug it all out and like, filled it with, and with the filling, they were like, oh, dude, you were like millimeters away from it. So thankfully, wow. we got it just in time. He goes, but here's the issue. Right now, when I went for a cleaning two weeks ago, uh, so I wear a night guard. Okay. Now, the, I went there for my annual cleaning and also to get a new night guard done because I grind my teeth in my sleep. I don't know if you do. I um, do. Yep, I do. So you ought to get a night guard, my guy. Yeah. Uh, my, I've had dentists tell me that for years and I just I, I haven't done it. I don't, know if I, still, I, I don't know if I still do, but anyway, yeah, continue. Yeah, so I am a very terrible grinder of my teeth, and I had hairline fractures in like Ooh. all of my teeth because of how hard I was grinding. And Carolyn would say wow. that in the middle of the night, she could hear my teeth squeaking. Damn. Because uh, I'm grinding. I'm mad. You know, I'm mad anxious, dude. All right, a lot of stress all the time. But uh, so I, I went. I got a a mouth guard. They they put the uh, the polymer thing right where you like you bite into it to get the molding. And then they send it out. And so I've been wearing, I've worn it maybe 360 out of 365 days. So I'm like, I'm wearing it all the time. Yeah. Uh, and I, I've gotten to the point, Reza, where I have ground through the night guard. Holy there are holes smokes. in my night guard. Wow. Um, this is a hard plastic too, mind you. Yeah. yeah. And so I went to them. I was like, hey, listen, I want a new night guard. Um, they have my molding. They said that, you know, I'll pay out of pocket is what it is. I'd rather that than like grind through my teeth, my teeth like break, you know what I mean? Um, and so they took uh, x-rays. I'm like, oh, your teeth are looking good. 
uh, I'm really happy you're wearing it. She goes, he, uh, our, my, my dentist goes, I've seen a lot of my clients come in and they tell me they're wearing it, but their night guard looks fresh. Like, like you, you haven't been wearing it. You know what I mean? If you need it, yeah. Yeah. it's going to just, there, there ought to be some wear and tear. And I, I, he saw mine. He goes, this thing's fucking busted. Dude. You're wearing it. Um, well, he didn't say is that, I, you is know that an exact quote? <laughs> That's an exact quote from my, from my, from my dentist. Yo, this thing is fucking busted. Um, it was funny though uh, when I went, so when I went to the dentist, there's a dental, not a hygienist. A hygienist hadn't come in yet. There was like a an assistant that walks you from the front desk to the back and gets you situated, right? And then yeah. when I showed her my night guard, like, hey, I'm gonna get a new one, and she popped it up and she goes, and I like so I've got like this hydra, it's like some sort of like hydrogen peroxide rinse in my mouth right now for COVID, right? Let's just clean everything up, yada yada yada. And then when I was rinsing for 60 seconds, she looked up, she held up my night guard to the light. She goes, man, you are really stressed out, huh? And I was like mumbling, like, mm-hmm, you know, because I've got the hydroperson on my mouth. She goes, man, you, you don't like it when people say no to you, huh? And I was like, oh, my God, that is so dark. But I appreciate the joke. Um, so all this to say, I'm going a long way to say I am going tomorrow to get a filling fixed because apparently when they did the, one of the fillings, the the filling didn't whatever like a thing that hardens they didn't do a good enough job, and uh, it's letting a little bit of food in, and so it's like it's mm. the food is like you know the bacteria is uh, sort of not eating away at the filling, but it's just like there shouldn't be a hole in the filling, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, am I fucking paying for this? And they're like, nah, dude, it's fine. Uh, we're we're gonna put something on the bill, but that's just for insurance purposes. But you ain't paying anything, so all right, cool. All I gotta do is pay for the uh, the extra strength night guard tomorrow because I'm I don't want to get okay. the same one again and have to do this every year because it's like two hundred fifty bucks for this night guard. But I figured, yes, it sounds like a lot, but I'd rather pay two hundred fifty dollars for this night guard than like thousands of dollars in like dental surgery. You know what I mean? Hundred percent. Yeah. Look like a meth addict out here because I grab my teeth down the nubs. Um. <laughs> But because of the um, because of the new filling, the dentist was like, "Listen, come here on your day off. Let's get this filling done, and then once the filling is done, we'll do the molding for the night guard to get a like a, a cleaner topographical mold, so that there isn't like any issues. This way, like the it's a, as true a fit as possible." Okay. Yeah. And I was like, all right, cool, man. So, you know, I have off tomorrow. I don't know if you do. Um, do you have off tomorrow? I don't think I do. I'm going to check my, uh, I got to check my calendar, but I don't think yeah. I do. Uh, you ought to, because there's been times where like, I think on a day like this, I, I've gone to the office before only to realize that no one's coming in. I'm like, am I, <laughs> is everyone in a meeting that I don't know about? I was like, ah, oh, nah, dude, hey, it's a right. holiday. Yeah. Um, I know, so, I know Gordon's in daycare tomorrow. Like daycare's open. But um, our calendars do differ slightly, so I, I do have to double check. But yeah, I don't think I have all, like we, like we didn't have off in twenty twenty one. I have that calendar saved on my phone, but I don't have the twenty twenty two calendar saved yet. So um, I don't think they would have changed that up in that year. Okay. Um. Yeah, so, so that's what I'm doing tomorrow, and then I'm uh, just going to run some errands in the city. Uh, like, uh, I've got to... Do you have a... Wow, what's, what are those things called? Uh, 
the the carbonated water stuff. Um, soda stream. Do you have a soda stream? No. Do you like carbonated? Do you like seltzer? No, I don't. Um, okay. It's really yeah. It's it's. I've talked about this before. I know we've talked about it before, right? I I actually think there's a chance that maybe I'm a bit more tolerant to it now than I was in the past, because I used to not be able to talk. I I used to. Just, I wasn't able to stand it at all. It's actually because I've recently started, not even recently, like, I don't know. I, I've had more and more of like the, um, like LaCroix type of, you know, mm-hmm. essence of soda, you know, just like slightly flavored salsa water. And initially I was like, ugh, like, I don't, I, I can't deal with these. But over time it was, you know, kind of an acquired taste. Um, I could deal with them just fine. So I wonder if I could just go all the way and just take salsa water and mm. be and just be like oh yeah you know this is it's fine yeah okay yeah but i just have to return the uh, the co2 canisters to bed bath and beyond tomorrow um mm. the way it works is you take your used canisters because all it is is just like they 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 can reuse the metal canister it comes in right yeah um and so i just gotta ret- go to the bed bath tomorrow return it and, and buy two and you just you swap it out and it's, it's not that expensive um and then i'm also returning a few pairs of shoes uh we're donating a pair of like old running shoes that Carolyn has to this running studio that will collect it. So then we don't throw it out. It's just essentially after the dentist, I'm going to slowly make my way through the city um, on my way home to run all the errands because Carolyn's still working tomorrow. So it'd be like easier for me to just like run all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah, man. Um, I know I've been hogging the, uh, the time again. Is there anything you want to talk about or do you just want to get out of here? Yeah, I don't really have a ton of stuff. I mean, I guess I could just quickly. I know you're you're aware of the lack of progress on my kitchen overall, but I know the listeners aren't, given that it was such a um, uh, a topic that I was talking a lot about um, a month or so ago, uh, almost two months ago now. Jesus. Um, so no, there's there's still minimal minimal progress done in the kitchen. We had all like the mitigation stuff done, so the water damage is gone. But we we ran into an issue where we were just not. Like the um, the contracting company that did like the mitigation, they were going to be doing the reconstruction um, too, mm-hmm. but they just like didn't get back to us for like two two weeks. So oh. we're like, hey, like let's let's go. Like I want this kitchen, right? Like that was the first thing that we discussed with them early on. Is like, hey, we don't want to have any delays on getting this kitchen done. So how like you know any any right. anything at this point sucks, and we know it's going to be like several weeks. But could we get this done in under a month? Is that kind of, like that was what I was hoping to get done? And as soon as they finished like dealing with the water damage, they just kind of went radio silent on us, which was super frustrating. So um, yeah, we decided we we started going out ourselves and and found some uh some companies and we uh, we're we're hiring a different a different set of people. But things are you know just as as life goes it's difficult to get stuff done and work and take care of gordon and all those other things so progress on that end has been a little bit slow but also just you know it's the nature of of contractors these days too like we talked about earlier is they are busy <laughs> so uh, yeah yeah you like you like making a uh, you know sign a contract not even sign a contract but like you know agree to bring somebody in then it takes like weeks to actually get things started so i'm hopeful that we can at least start getting things done in march um and we'll see when it actually ends up getting done so if you're moving on with a new company what happens to the old company do they just like 
you don't care about them anymore? Like, yeah, so we pay the we pay the bill. Um, we we pay that bill for like the mitigation damage stuff, and then that's it. Yeah, work. There's uh, that's kind of the end of it. Oh wow! All right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we well, never we had like a, we we never had a contract with them on like getting um the reconstruction done with them it wasn't like a package deal or anything like that so it's just kind of is what it is at this point okay yeah um, yeah yeah great well hopefully that just means then that you will get some additional progress and then you can just wrap all this stuff up yeah yeah absolutely can't i cannot wait the one thing is uh, one thing i'll say is that we are actually doing some we're making changes and I, I know i mentioned it before but the plan right now, and you know, don't hold me to this because things could definitely change. You know, it's nothing. Nothing is impossible to change at this point. We, you know, we're just still in the stages of planning, but we are probably going to do tile in the kitchen. So obviously, before it was okay. wood, um, and we're so we're probably going to do tile in the kitchen. And we are they when they were uh, removing the the countertops, the granite actually broke along oh. the. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's they didn't drop it, but apparently when when um they do like any of these stones on the countertops, they actually they'll pre-cut the hole for like the stove and maybe I guess the sink too. Be like at the uh the workshop, right? But they don't actually finish the cut until they arrive on site. And the reason's because the structural integrity of the of the stone is pretty weak along the edges of like along those cuts right like the stovetop think about like how how uh large like how how little counter there is on the outer edges of the the stovetops right so yeah. you only have like i don't know an inch or two of material of granite that goes along the uh the perimeter of the uh the stove and so as soon as you lift as soon as you lift the granite it uh it it, it can't it can't support the weight around it and so it often breaks and this is what the this is what the people who removed the granite were telling me they were like yeah we don't really want to move that because it's almost certainly going to break and that's what they do for a living <laughs> they you know they they work right. with granite they they remove they install and he's like yeah you know we 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 cut this on site and we tend to not like to on site it's almost it's almost certainly going to break and so we it broke and we don't actually know like it has that was never factored into like payment and you know who's gonna pay for that right they were like oh yeah yeah we'll get that to insurance like i was like whoa 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 right i i didn't break this like why would why would my insurance company pay for this like that should be on you guys now like i'm not really you know we're not in like the that's not what we're doing right like the the insurance company and the the mitigation company like they 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 work with each other they like they literally know each other when they were they were on site when they were in here together they like you know they're like oh hey good to see you again type of deal so Mm. they're gonna they're gonna figure it out but one way or another one way or another it's gonna we're gonna get some type of like compensation for that now we didn't pick the granite countertops and we honestly don't really like the color so we're probably gonna go with something different so we're um, probably going to do like a quartz, like a whiter counter because we want to actually see what's dirty so we can clean it. It's really frustrating oh, yeah. to like, it's really frustrating to like start scrubbing the counters and be like, oh yeah, you know, got it, got it all covered. And then like the next morning, like put something on the counter, like what the hell is this? Like, you know, like something sticky or whatever, or, you know, just like whatever. And it's like, oh, you just couldn't see it, but it was like, there was some type of grime or whatever that was kind of in in on the counter that you just couldn't see because it blends in. So 
yeah, that's mm-hmm. uh, that's kind of where we are with that. Um, other su- super quick update: Lena's birthday coming up on Friday, so happy birthday to her! And uh, yeah. it is our ten year anniversary from the get out of here. That we started dating from the day that we started dating, March first. Started dating ten years ago, twenty twelve. Wow. Yeah. So started dating ten years. What is your wedding yeah. anniversary? September seventh, and um, it's How many uh, years are you it'll be five Four? years this year. Five. Wow. Yeah, yeah I got married in twenty seventeen. What is what is the five year? Uh, what's the gift for that? We don't really we don't we tend to not do gifts for each other like that. We do more like a, like joint experiences. So sure. we're probably gonna do some type of trip. I just mm-hmm. don't know what yet. I mean, even for even for um, this like this this upcoming uh, like the ten year right, we're we're gonna do we're gonna do something like we're we're we're, we're gonna be going to the Keys, uh, which we've I don't think I don't think Lane has ever been. I know I've never been to the Florida Keys before. So okay, um, yeah, yeah. Well, that's not super exciting. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a uh, it, it's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, the way time goes, the way time flies these mm-hmm. days. Um, and. Even like just saying these dates to you, I now understand the why it can be easy to forget certain things. Like right when when I'm like, oh yeah, we got married in 27. Like was it 2017? Was it 20? Did we get married in 2019? You know that those are like the top the types of thoughts that are that are like go through my mind. And uh, I, I I guess it's only going to get more difficult to remember <laughs> the specific dates in the future as it gets further and further away because it doesn't feel like it's been that long, you know. But at the same time, it kind of does. Like, it's hard to imagine life without her. Like when 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 Lane and I weren't together, and it's similarly going to be difficult to remember life before Gordon. Um, you know, right now it's not difficult at all. I, I, I very I'm strongly remember, that, but but when he's been around for a little bit longer, it'll be like, oh yeah, man. Like it's crazy to think about things before him, right? Like there was a time in my life when I didn't know him. And the idea of him just didn't exist. I couldn't, I could imagine a child, but I couldn't imagine him, you know? So, uh. I want to tell him you said all this, uh. I mean, he's he's, uh, he's more than welcome to listen to it. (laughs) (laughs) You can hear it straight from my mouth. Oh my gosh. I'm going to be like, yo, yo daddy talked a lot of shit about you, man. (laughs) Sure did. Sure did. He sure did. (laughs) Yep. Point to this episode. Oh my goodness. Three sixty. Um, yeah. This is the moment where you're like, "Oh, that's where all those therapy bills come from." Cool, 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 cool. cool. My, my bad, my bad. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Oh man. All right. Cool. Well, let's uh, let's get out of here. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. All right. I'm Ressa. I'm Sandy. Thanks so much for listening. See everyone next week. Oh